0: Orcs are dogs. Orcs dogs. Orcs dogs. Hello, I'm your host, John Frankie Kennedy. I love riding the bus to go to Games Workshop by some sweet Eldar. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Welcome to Orcs are or Dorks, a podcast dedicated to Warhammer 40k and 19th century US politics. Here, we'll be loving the elderly, dunking on orcs, sharing some of our favourite parts of politics in the good old US of A from the 1800s. Sue Wed Burning Carly Fun. Now on with the show. 19th century US politics We're gonna have a quick look at the 1812 election. But before we do, remember not everyone could vote at this time. Despite a population of around seven million, only around six percent of the population were eligible to vote. White property-owning men usually, it differed slightly in different states. Now, one of the sad things I've learned researching this is how enfranchisement went backwards in many states around this time. New Jersey, for example. New Jersey, in 1789, black men and some women were allowed to vote, but by 1812, these rights had been stripped away. A timely reminder that were only of a few years and a terrible government away from having stolen away what you thought no one could ever take away. But 1812 arrives. It's time for the seventh quadrennial U.S. presidential election. It's taking place in the shadow of the war, 1812. The major contenders were James Madison, the incumbent, and DeWitt Clinton, nephew of Madison's deceased vice-president. At this stage, it was much less a case of voting for a party choice, but rather for an individual. Both the main candidates identified as Democratic-Republicans, but Rufus King came in to queer the pitch as the third man, representing the Federalists. Though many did see Clinton as a Federalist, so this dividing of the votes probably did nothing to help Clinton on this occasion. Now the war overshadowed much of the campaign, although Clinton did facilitate between being pro and anti-war depending on who he spoke to. Eventually, after a long election, that's a long election, not just a long campaign, the election itself was from the 30th of October until December the 2nd. But eventually the results were in. 7.2 million people would be governed by the victor and a whopping 278,786 votes were cast. That's one eligible voter for roughly every 26 people in the population. 26 people, one vote. Hardly resounding clarion call for democracy. In comparison, works out as one vote for every 2.1 people in the 2020 election. Still, James Madison retained his position with 50.4% of the vote, which resulted in 59% of the Electoral College's votes. Dwight Clinton wandered off to lick his wounds before becoming governor of New York in 1817, so he didn't do too badly himself. Infiltration. We have very little budget here on Orcs of or Dorks and even less now after our failed legal defense against Mike Solonga. More on this later in the episode. Because of this we aim to spread the word of the wonder of the elderly and the dorkiness of the Orcs, most cost effective manner we can one way in which we do this is via infiltration we get onto other podcasts or broadcast media and either sneak our content onto their show or trick them into doing so themselves some would call this dishonest we'd like to think of it as a surprise collaboration our first collaborator in this is the life's a pitch podcast who shared some anti-orc performance poetry for us this was during their patron role so i've cut out all the extraneous material and stitched it back together Enjoy.
1: Mmm, tasty nutrition brick. Egad, what's this plastic sullying my bisque? A space elf? This is a health and safety nightmare. Why are his eyes glowing? He's opened a vortex, and it's... It's sucking me in! What the dickens was in that bisque? Am I on a ship to the stars? Is that a giant space elf? Not a space elf! It is I, Slanesh, the despoiler. Bow before me, mortal. I am god of the Eldari. Now regale me with your finest human culture, and I shall decide if you are you live or are consumed. Crikey Gov, this is a rum turnout. Will a limerick do? There once was a battalion of orcs who couldn't use knives, spoons or forks. They eat from a trough, vilely they would scoff, those putrid b- and bumbling orcs. Ha, ha ha! A fine burn upon those dorky orcs. You live for now, mortal. <laughs>
0: Crypto Corner with Frank Johnny Kennedy. This is a disclaimer. Please be aware that neither me, John Frankie Kennedy, or the podcast, or Sir Dorks, endorse the following section. Mum is forcing me to include it, as she says, and I quote, He's your twin brother, and he buys you lots of those little figures, and he lets you ride in one of his many cars when the bus isn't running or it's raining. The least you can do is let him on your radio show. Now don't you talk back to me again, young man, or you'll get a thick ear. So here is my twin brother to launch his new business venture. Caveat emptor is all I have to say. Cheers, bro. I'm so glad you're me on the show. I'm Frank Johnny Kennedy, mother hubbards. I'm here to let you in on the ground floor of a brand new cryptocurrency, Kennedy coin. So let me answer all those questions rumbling around your pretty little domes. Who, what, why, how, when, who? Frank Johnny Kennedy, you a-holes. Multi-millionaire banker, owner and trainer of champion horses such as Booby Desler, five times lithium cup winner, and that's not where the saddle goes, sat at over 400 grand national fillies. Have you been cold this winter with the rising energy prices? Then you obviously aren't one of the thousands who bought a Kennedy couch cover, the warmest horsehair quilt money can buy. That's me too, you hold all of poo, frag Johnny Kennedy, blanket magnet, 25 Lambos to my name, 10 red ones, 10 yellow ones, 4 blue, and 1 in desert chemo. Frank Johnny Kendi, splurge in your ears, you cuttiness fish fiddlers. That's who I am, so listen up if you want to be as dope as me. What? Crypto, you gilded carbuncles. What's crypto, you adult-pated monkey shiners? Let me, Frank Johnny Kendi, fill you in, said the bishop to the actress. Crypto is decentralized digital money that is used on the World Wide Web, WWW. That's it. It uses the blockchain, you non-Newtonian solids, to keep it secure and unshakable. Bitcoin was the first and now there's no need for any more as Kennedy coin is here. Yeah! Kennedy coin you bumble-headed three-inch fools, the hottest new crypto coin on the market. Kennedy Coin will allow you to transfer value online without having to deal with a bank. Kennedy Coin, created by me, Frank Johnny Kennedy, works 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. That's right, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. No need to wait for the bank to open like some sort of year-round soaked geriatric with a snapper drooping at the end of a piece of string. Kennedy Coin is a superior form of value for transfer. It offers you privacy, security, and immutability that paid money just doesn't. Why? lark davis that's the crypto lark on twitter word up to my lad says the crypto buyers of 2022 are future millionaires if they can hold on that could be you you lactationally challenged pods bitcoin has a market cap of 775 billion and started from nothing candy coin currently has a value of nothing so the sky's the limit who knows how high a market cap will be a thousand billion a trillion billion billion just all the numbers ever who knows and unlike so-called real money the special program algorithm puts a lid on how much Kennedy coin there can be, so neither the bank or the feds can dilute their value through inflation. Only algorithm and me, Frank Johnny Kennedy, can do that. Hold your very valuable horses, Frank, I hear your mouth breathing dilettante's cry. Why should we trust you and some nebulous AI? Listen, you dolphin fathers. Was I, Frank Johnny Kennedy, solely responsible for the 208 financial crash? Yes, partially. Was I, Frank Johnny Kennedy, responsible for the 1929 Wall Street crash? Not at all. Now were governments and the banks involved in both of these? Damn tootin' they were. So who should you trust more than old Frank or the deep state? Trust me, trust the code. How? How? Postal orders and 20 and 50 pence pieces only, you milky-eyed troglodytes. I, Frank Johnny Kendi, don't trust any denomination without a corner. Hit me up on fjk at kendycoin.club to get the info on how to buy, or go to kendycoin.club online. We're only minting 20,000 Kennedy Coins and the price starts at £2.50 a coin. I'm holding on to 10,000 of those, there's only 10k left for you chumper bumpers to snap up. That's not all. The first thousand digital Kennedy Coin purchases come with one of five special meatspace tokens. Each IRL Kennedy Coin has a smiling visage of a classic Kennedy etched on the head side and the Kennedy Club logo on the other side, inspired by the greatest car manufacturer of all time, Lamborghini. Which Classic Kennedy grace these soon-to-be-collects items? There's Dr. Carl Kennedy, no relation, from Neighbours. Edgar Lewinston Kennedy, no relation, the American comedic character actor. Kathleen Kennedy, no relation, the saviour of Star Wars. Sheila Kennedy, no relation. Penthouse Pet of the Month, December 1991, And Sheila Kennedy, no relation, American architect. Go to KennedyCoin.Club to see visualisations of the prototypes. When? Now! Now, you bottle-footed planks! Buy them now before they're all gone! Frank Johnny Kennedy, out! Thanks again, bro and for letting me host it on your webpage until my guy in Dubai gets the website up and running. Let me know if I need to re-record any of that, and I'll be around tomorrow to give you that Lifted Games Workshop. Love ya! Learn your alphabet with Warhammer 40,000! C is
1: for kegarak.
0: Kegarak is called the Laughing God. Kegerak is a central figure in the Andari Harlequin's beliefs. Kegarak alone is believed to have survived being consumed by She-Who-Thirsts. Kegarak's comedic nature kept him apart from the corruption and decadence of the Aldari Empire. Kegarak crawled off into the webway while Kane was in combat with Sinesh. Kegarak concealed himself in the catacombs that make up the webway. Kegarak chuckles as he concocts plans for revenge. Kegarak is cool. Court-ordered mandatory feature! Being forced to censor the filth that Mike Salonga sent in for episode one, here at Orks or we hoped that was the last we'd heard from so-called Orky Mike. We are a family podcast, after all. Unfortunately, in the months since, Mike has been in touch with us through his legal representative, Alan Bagpipes' OBE. Mr. Bagpipes has threatened yours truly through numerous mediums. The threats have ranged from being threatened with 300 years in an Obiette been hunted down by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Now either of these we would be willing to endure for our belief that Aukerotica has no place on a family show. Unfortunately, Alan Bagpipes is damn good at his job and he's successfully proven that we have discriminated against Mike Salonga for his sexual orientation. We're now faced with a large court bill, a court mandate to allow Mike Salonga a right to reply on the offending podcast. I the actual John Frankie Kennedy, have no right to censor or editorialise the content under penalty of losing control of the podcast. As such, please enjoy, and enjoy does have inverted commas around here, the following audio he has recorded for us as a rebuttal to our treatment of him in episode one.
1: This is a message to the
2: friends and listeners of so-called... Uh, John Frankie Kennedy uh, uh, and his his cabal of Eldari sympathisers. It will take more than that to silence me. Do you think this is the first time that I have been censored for recognising the erotic potential of the Orc form? Excuse me, excuse me. I I I am sitting here and I will use my right. I'll use my right to use my telephone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As as I was saying, it will take more than an invitation to record a message for your podcast to silence me. I have prepared a list of facts about orcs
0: to once, to once and for all
2: finalise orcs as the warriors, victors and love icons that they are. Orcs are green and mighty. Orcs are the most feared creatures in the land. They are large and muscular. And have a heart of gold. No one can beat an orc in the fight. They are masters of the battlefield. They are gentle and kind, and they are never afraid to show to show their feelings. And and will fight to the end to protect them. Orcs are, orcs are perfect lovers. They they will make you feel loved and cherished. No one can compare an orc. No one can. No, no no one can compare. That that should say no one can compare to an orc. I've I've not written. No one can compare to an orc when it comes to love and romance. Romance. You will never regret falling in love with an orc. They will sweep you off your feet and love you with all their might. Uh, I think that speaks for itself, if, if you have the, 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 the bravery to, to put that on your podcast, so-called John Frankie Kennedy.
0: End of the show. And with that, episode three draws to a close. Next month, we hope to have more content that I haven't been forced to include either by my mother or by the legal system. Um, Despite that, if you've enjoyed the show, please share the podcast far and wide. And if you've got any feedback, I'd love to hear it. Hit me up at at atjohnloves40k on Twitter or email me at jfk at orcsrdorks.co.uk. Maybe you want to be involved in a future show. Maybe you're a budding legal eagle who's willing to work pro bono. No matter what. Um, thank you once again for listening and join me, John Frankie Kendi, next month for more reasons why orcs are are dogs. Orcs 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 are dogs. dogs. This podcast was written produced and presented by john frankie kennedy additional material supplied by mike Solonga, frank johnny kennedy and a special thanks to the life to pitch podcast for allowing us to use their audio if you'd like more information on the music used during this podcast please visit our website www.orksrdorks.co.uk thank you